Welcome to the Live Awaken podcast. I am your host, Jose Reynoso. I am excited to share with you this upcoming interview with Matias Di Stefano. Maybe you know Matias Di Stefano from the epic show Initiation on Gaia. My partner and I, and I know many of my dear friends, we've been all hooked on the show for the past year during lockdown times. It's been definitely a great source of inspiration, of knowledge to discover ancient civilization, to remember why are we here, and to also get a glimpse into what it looked like living in ancient Atlantean times. Matias Di Stefano has been traveling the world since age 19, and he's been activating grids in the earth. He's been unlocking powerful information for the whole humanity to remember, to awaken to its highest potential. During our last trip in Egypt, my partner and I, Bianca, we were able to meet with Matias after a break while visiting the Great Pyramid of Giza. Matias Di Stefano, believe it or not, he's been going almost every single day to the Great Pyramid of Giza. Bianca and I, we spent three days going every morning for about an hour, and it's unbelievable the energy there we were exhausted after just one day Matias Di Stefano has been doing it every single day and then in the afternoon he's been doing live channelings on his YouTube channel we sat down with him during a break and we discussed why do some people remember why some other people are under the illusion that they don't remember his upbringing with his parents with his family attention parents if you have kids and if you want to support them in remembering, he has good advice. And also, how his emotions have been able to support him to navigate this 3D reality. But most importantly, we touch upon the topic of having fun, of clearing the mind through non-ordinary methods. You'll be impressed his suggestions to clear the mind. And also, how to really find your purpose this is an exciting interview i'll leave it with it if you like it subscribe to the channel share the interview and don't forget to be epic live awaken well matthias thank you for giving us some of your precious time here in giza thank you um when we learned that you were here and the work you were doing which we'll talk about it in a bit later uh, i was really excited to connect um as we were talking before uh, during breakfast, uh, I always feel that you're so relatable. It's not like uh, this demigod that like with crazy information. It's still crazy information, but it feels like ah, like it's all within us, and it's uh, it's information that we can apply here and now. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think uh, today's um, conversation is so relevant because uh, we're living in a time where it's not enough to know; it's how to apply it and like hearing your story and seeing you do it all around the world, you're really applying those cosmic uh, and ancient concepts in our land. So thank you for having us. Thank you. Um, perhaps we can start just to give a bit of context if people don't haven't already followed you on Gaia and all the other places that you appear. <coughs> but uh, you are here on a very specific mission. You've been visiting the King's Chamber and the Big Pyramid here and doing this galactical work. <laughs> and um, you're saying, yes, I'm following my, my mission here. And so it'd be interesting to share 
Um, when you became aware of that mission and what exactly that mission entails right now, um, in whatever well, way you want to create that. Yeah, well, basically, um, everything that I do is because I remember. Um, since I was born, I was able to remember uh, uh, everything that I've done before I was born. And and uh, uh, the beings from other dimensions, they were teaching me how to use that information, how to um, somehow be aware of it during my childhood and, and teenagehood. And, um, and when I was 12 years old, I started to remember this place, Giza, in a very different way from what it is now. And uh, um, I knew that I had something to, to do here <coughs> that encodes my whole life, my entire life. But many things were happening through, um, through all my life that took me to this path of education. And I wanted to, to become a teacher in school. Uh, because I wanted to help other kids that were remembering like I did. Mm. And, um, and I went to Argentina. I was living in Spain at that time and I went back to Argentina to study again uh, for, to, to become a pedagogue uh, in, in schools. Uh, but the path took me to another place uh, to study another pedagogy and, and another ways of, of teaching. And people started to to be willing to listen my point of view of what I know and suddenly uh, everything started to be in YouTube people started to upload what I was explaining about education um, because of course when people start to ask about these new kids uh, I start to, uh, to, to explain them about the dimensions so they said what is a dimension so I started to explain dimension and so on so suddenly I was talking to teachers basically for the for their classes but suddenly I started to speak about the universe and galaxies and so on so they could understand their kids mm. <laughs> so um, it turned a bit, a bit weird <laughs> but um, but it it designed kind of the path of my sorry <laughs> it designed the, the path of my of my mission um, and um, so basically these past years I've been teaching people uh, or sharing most with people about the knowledge that we all have within um, that we all relate with the concept of the I am mm -hmm. and since 2015 I started to make this path of the I am um, trying to reconnect all these memories all this information to that concept so we could all relate that there is nothing outside that everything comes from within but what is that within uh, because usually we think Matias or you know people, but no, it's something deeper that is only one. <coughs> so um, I I decided to do this, but my mission since I was 12 years old was you have to do this from here, from Giza. Mm. So since July this year, I've been well. Many things happened, but since July this year, um, I've been here, and every day or sometimes every week, I go to. To the pyramid to make uh, alignments, meditation, and bring some data and information for that day, and write it. And I am doing every day an online um, uh, uh, live streaming 
explaining the concept that I received in the pyramid and um, an alignment so we can work together during this period of time. Mm. So kind of a summary, but many things happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet there's so many layers within that yes. summary. <laughs> but I'm like, you were explaining that right now, and I'm like, um, I, do we know anybody else that has gone almost every day to the pyramid consistently? I think like here they say no. They say no, right? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like I, I, I can. Yeah, wow, that's that's something. Yeah, uh, there was one month that I had to stop. Yeah. Uh, because my body was saying no. Um, my mind and my soul was like, hey, <laughs> today we have to go, and my body started to, to feel sick, mm. so not to go. But they then I understood that it was not the pyramid. It was because my body wasn't feeling comfortable with the environment of the pyramid. Now, um, it's not the holy place anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's a chaotic place. Yeah. And, <coughs> and kind of like my body was, I don't want to be here. Yeah. So I had to respect the body and to, to take care of it for a while until uh, we got in coherence again. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes. that's something. So, going back to how you started that um, remembrance, why do some like you remember and why most people don't remember yet? What, what's, what defines, what, is it like good deeds in the past life, is it karma? Why like some people remember and some people seems that they've completely forgotten? There are many things going on there. Um, I would go first for the easiest one, mm -hmm. which is everyone remembers. Mm -hmm. But then the culture says it's your imagination. Mm. And so you start to, to, to put all the things that you can feel, connect, perceive into your imagination. And I, I met a lot of people saying, well, maybe it's my imagination or maybe it's just I am painting all this. And um, that cuts the flow of the information because everything that you can remember is in your mind. There's no other way but imagination. Everything that you, if I, if I ask you right now, what have you done when you were seven years old? You will have to imagine, mm -hmm. not remember. remember. By imagining, you remember. Mm. So um, when we were younger, when we were kids, we, we were able to remember that we could fly, that we could do this and that, that we have, living in different situations and we were dads and moms and you you had this information inside <coughs> but the culture says this is your imagination now you have to live in this reality and so on so kind of you cut it and you don't trust your imagination because since you were a kid you were said not to trust your imagination mm -hmm. um, so we were so uh, forced to to believe in the outer world that we don't trust the inner world, mm. and um, and that's one of the things why people doesn't don't remember. Mm. I had um, a very special environment in my in my home. Everyone was atheist mm -hmm. uh, or agnostic. No religion. No talking about anything about all of these things. It was very normal. I I have never gone to the church. Never going into any spirituality at all um, but I could see all these other beings and for my family was oh you had a lot of imagination 
you know, <laughs> like, uh, so write it down or tell me the story or, so I was not said, don't say these mm, things. Yeah. Like, tell me more or, you yeah. know, um, um, make a drawing of it. Um, and the beings in the other dimensions, they were very pedagogic too. They were, they were teaching me how to remember that this is all, this is all a dream. And, and so um, I had help from both sides, but this is the other thing because I was prepared to remember through my 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 past lives my experiences my missions and the reflections of time i needed to remember this life so i could do what i do <clears throat> so kind of i was preparing myself uh through many years before i was born so i could be able to remember okay uh because it was my mission uh and for most of the people uh if you remember everything it won't help you to accomplish your mission because when you know what you have to do, the less you can do is to wait for it. Mm. And sometimes when you just remember, you want to do it and you don't have the tools. Yeah. So your life is about to have the tools, to take the tools to accomplish your mission. If you know what is your mission, you won't take the tools because you want to do it now. Yeah. And that's a problem. So that's why also not remembering is a help for a lot of people uh, okay okay see. To accomplish, yes. um i i remember <coughs> you in an interview that you said that yeah your family was agnostic or atheist mm. uh, but your grandma started asking you questions right she when she she started to ask you questions like she was uh in curious about this uh connection you had but she did the, say the sister th of my grandmother but she said thank god your grandfather is not alive because he oh, would yeah, not accept that right that was my grandma yeah because because basically basically because my grandfather he grew up with nazis okay yes uh because all the nazis uh, after the world war ii they went to argentina, argentina most of yeah, them yeah. um so he was a kid and he played with them with the other ones uh, so he grew up with this very agnostic idea and really racist and you know all these nasty things yeah. um, and when I started to remember uh, I remember the spiritual world but also re uh, remember the Jewish and the importance of these people in the planet and you know and I started to speak about it and and I wanted to go to to, to Israel and all these things and I wanted to I wanted to share all this and, and my grandmother said, it, thanks God, your okay, grandfather okay. is dead. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> because you are everything that he would say no. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yes. Um, so, as you said, like some remember, some don't, but most people remember in some sort of way, but they've been told it's just an imagination or whatnot, and I'll go into the imagination part. But what are some tools that really help you navigate this remembering? Because I, I'm, I guess there's moments of overwhelm when you start to get all this information yes. coming, you know? Like you're like, wow, like you're like seven years old and you start to get all this information. What were like the key elements, tools, as you said, to be able to navigate? Well, um, my, guides, my guides used to tell me uh, that all the information is downloaded in a human through emotion because emotion is the wave of energy so all the data moves through energy and emotion is energy so the only way you can understand an information is through the emotion um, 
so they would they would they would tell me um, your body feels an emotion that doesn't belongs to you it's just an information that doesn't know that your body doesn't know how to decode it if it is not by emotion so if you don't know how to handle your emotion you will become crazy you will become crazy mm. uh, like schizophrenia mm -hmm. because uh, that's the main thing of that disease is, is not to know how to handle your inner self <coughs> so they would say write down everything that you just received make a drawing draw, dry, um, write everything and then close it and don't think about it just let it go go to your normal life and don't pay attention to this put your mind in blank uh, after you receive information don't start to try to understand it because your emotion is still awake you need time for the emotion to go down so you can understand it with the mind mm. so I am I learned to not to think about anything that I receive <laughs> I, I learned that um, wow. not to put mind in the moment I am receiving information uh, you just write it down close it and now it doesn't make any sense so most of the people when uh, when people start to remember to have this uh, data this information you start to get crazy because uh, what what does it mean and how can I relate it and uh, and and then the emotion keeps going keeps going and suddenly it, be it becomes part of you when it was not part of you when it was just data mm -hmm. um, and and your body gets stressed and you get crazy and all these things uh, so what I did what I learned is not to take care of the information that I received mm. just write it down and close then you know go to take some ice cream <laughs> get a walk and and not not to think about it they, they used to tell me just watch watch the wall the white wall and try to look an atom inside of it so go for an atom so go deeper and deeper until you kind of think that you are watching an atom and then you throw everything there like nothing everything is in that tiny dot that you cannot even see mm. so that's the weight of what you have received nothing, nothing. so <sighs> so that takes a lot of weight because um, this is one of the things why I, I used to say there are so many so many Cleopatras in the history you know, like um, so many people remembering the same things mm -hmm. <coughs> and they believe they are like mm, you believe yes, yes. Uh, I was this person oh and you know that yeah. they did <laughs> yeah. but um, uh, because the, the data is not only for one person mm. it's a whole it's like a, it's like internet so if you are if you are tuned with that data it will download through you but it, this is like going to the same website mm, I think you were saying something about like 
the Kashyyyk records being like a library, yes. you can take the book, but remember to put it back. Exactly. Not to keep it, you know, like, oh, this is... It's a public is, library. It's a public library, yeah. So it's not your books. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a public library. So when you receive some information, it's not, it's not yours. It's, it's mm. from everyone. So when you download that information and you just hold the book and say, oh my God, the book says Cleopatra, and they say, I was Cleopatra. No, it's a public library, <laughs> you know, so everyone can go and look for the book of Cleopatra mm -hmm. and, and if you want to have the book, everyone will say I was Cleopatra. Mm -hmm. So that's emotion and that's why also we shut up that, that memory mm -hmm. um, because uh, um, we have to, when you put the book back into the library, it's like putting your mind in blank. Again, like saying, okay, I got this information, but it doesn't belong to me. Mm -hmm. And that would, that's the most important thing that I, it helped me to survive the expectations of, of what I was or what I oh, would yeah. be. Yes. Almost sounds like our human self or your human self needs time to integrate all that, you know, because if you try to understand as you get the information you overwhelm and probably stress and yeah we see that with so many sensitive <coughs> people know that there's like all this information and they're trying to make sense when you will never be able to make sense you yeah. need to like look at the atom at the wall yeah exactly <laughs> exhale and breathe in breathe out mm -hmm. and that's it and and um, um and then the reality this reality mm -hmm. will show you the reflection of that information whenever you needed to watch mm. it again. Mm. So it's like that thing that you received is for this. Mm. So now you go take the data and start to think about it. Okay. You know, but not before because in the fourth dimension and the fifth dimension there's no time as we see it now. So mm. if I receive this information now, maybe it's for five years if in the future. Mm -hmm. It's not for now. Myself, I've been receiving data from what I'm doing now since I was t 11 years old. Wow. So, uh, I wouldn't be able to do this when I was 12. Yeah. But, uh, but now I get a lot of things that happened when I was 12. You understand. Yes. A big word is coming so to me right now, patience, you know, like we try patience. to like, we <laughs> yes. get, oh, I got a download, I need to go right now to Egypt, but you're 11, no, like. Breathe no. through it, there will be the time that will surface and you yes. will know when, right? It takes time to practice that because we are emotional beings and the emotion is impulsive mm. and wants everything right now and wants to do. But that's one of the, of the jobs. Whenever that emotion comes, take a deep breath and try to see an atom. So, um, I was one in, in Colombia with the, with the um, Arbacos. Uh, the, the mammals, and and one of them, uh, one of them said, when when you when you come from the world with so much information, before you have the real talk, you just look into the ground, watch deep into the grass, and bring all this data, all this information to the earth, for the earth to take care of it, mm. and then we can have a real conversation. Mm. So that's kind of the same. When I heard the mammal saying that, I remember my guide saying, look at an atom in the wall. Yeah, I was just connecting those <laughs> two, yeah. Yes, so, so I guess for it's like this. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's so interesting. <coughs> it's really interesting. And Empty your mind. Mm -hmm. Empty your mind. I know it's difficult when you 
because they say, but how? How can you empty your mind? Well, uh, a lot of people start with meditation. I wouldn't do that because our brain is 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 used to to process too much information mm -hmm. constantly, even the information that we don't think about, like I'm looking the green of the of the grass, mm -hmm. and the brain is processing the green. I'm I don't do anything, so it's just normal. But um, there is so many things that the brain is doing that one of the things that you have to make to see the right thing behind is to make your mind tired. So there is a moment when your mind says, I can't, I can't take more data, I can't take more information. And uh, it's funny, but for, for me it was useful. Um, there are two ways, one very earthy and the other one very spiritual. Um, well, not very spiritual, but kind of. Um, the very the, the, the one spiritual was the ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. The ayahuasca ceremony helped the mind to say, oh, 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 too much, too much, too much, too much, too much. Mm -hmm. Shut up. Because it just can't hold so many information. Mm -hmm. So then you can see the right you thing. See, yeah. mm -hmm. You know, so it's, uh, it's, it's good for that. <coughs> and the other thing is going to a rave. Like like a, like a, a electronic music and all the people jumping and all the music constantly, your brain starts like, I can't get so much things. So um, so I would always recommend to, for example, go to a bar with a lot of people, a lot of noise, many things to take care about, and just watch a spoon in the table, and doesn't matter what happened just try to focus on the spoon and listen to all the noises all the all the chaos around just pay attention to all of that but not looking at it just looking at the spoon and that helps your mind to see okay there's chaos around but I am focused mm -hmm. so like like a training, mm -hmm. training yeah. yes mm -hmm. because when people go okay let's go to the meditation and you close your eyes the brain says like what am I doing what is this I don't feel comfortable, you know, like the position, you know, so uh, because the brain needs to solve things mm -hmm. and, um, and, and it's not like you come from the normal life and just go to meditate because that your brain lives that as a trauma. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. So step by step, look at a spoon in a bar. <laughs> How about just imagining uh, the title for the, for the interview, like, how to quiet your mind? Go to a rave or do ayahuasca? <laughs> <laughs> that's the, the new way of quieting your mind. Yeah. Which, which it makes sense. That's, I guess that's why so many people do raves and things because it's a good way to disconnect and connect to something deeper. You know, that's why they can be very transcendental raves yes. or even a bar. Mm -hmm. The problem is that they don't know what to do next. What to do next? Yeah. <laughs> so they stay. They stay yeah. and they keep going every every yes. Saturday. Yeah. Because because the the the. Um, it's natural for the humans to look for those kind of things to get rid of the reality so they can connect with the deeper reality. Mm -hmm. uh, but the thing is that they don't know how, how to put it back in, into this reality. So a lot of people start to, to want to escape this reality and mm. to live eternally in that reality because it's amazing. But you can do this reality amazing too yeah. uh, if you bring that feeling here. And um, and I guess the next steps are the hardest ones, you know, like um, 
so now how to put it here mm. <coughs> yeah and i guess the next steps brings me to uh something i want to ask you because you, i saw an interview of you 2015 i think maybe in a argentinian channel um and and you said that you know you remember and that you have a mission here is to uh, support people in remembering why are we here and connecting and bringing back the information activating the information now it's 2021 mm -hmm. like six years later uh, from your experience and it could be part of the next steps after the rave <laughs> why are we here because we're here in the this dimension for a purpose right and there's a uh, a reason why we go through some pain, some headaches, and stress, and we forget and we remember what, why are we here? That's something I, I keep asking myself, uh, and I guess you're a great person to ask because you, you remember. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't remember everything though, but because of course each one has its own path, mm -hmm. uh, and there's many reasons why you would be here. Mm -hmm. There are some people that came to help, there are some people that got trapped here, there are some people that came to, to work. <coughs> for a while and so each one will be different mm -hmm. reasons of course mm -hmm. um, but mainly if we go to the main yeah, origin like, like a, a kind of like a yeah, bigger picture the yeah. big picture of, of, of everything uh, the universe is just trying to find different ways to create itself and and we are one of those ways uh, and there is something that for me was really hard also to to hear from my higher self which is there's no purpose there's mm. no mission um, I just got goosebumps I'm yeah like, okay well like what a relief <laughs> yes it's a relief yeah, isn't yeah. it I sometimes relax. it's like no and sometimes it's like ah oh, there's no purpose and that was a trauma for me because I was living through a purpose mm. and and my higher self from the spiritual level said but you created that purpose because you have no idea where to go <laughs> mm. so suddenly you realize that the universe that thing that we call free will is the ability to be able to create your own purpose mm. and in the very beginning of everything when the universe just was this kid creating and playing in the room uh, there was no purpose the purpose was to play the purpose was to create to manifest to know itself and then each one of the pieces was creating its own purpose mm -hmm. for its own play and uh, um, and suddenly we created the earth and we created humanity and we created ourselves with purposes but I guess that the most um, freely um, understanding that we can have is that we have created our own purpose <coughs> and the only reason we suffer in this purpose is because we don't know how to handle it oh. because we lost the way of how to handle it because we forgot that we created it and we give the power to others mm. to create our purpose mm. and that's why we suffer so um, there's no God organizing a plan it's all of us God 
creating our own plants. And right now, in this physical reality, we are living the results of our planification. So that's why we don't feel free will. Because this is the result. It's like we are the apples of the tree. We're apples of the tree here. Yes, and, and we are destined to fall down. To create a new tree, of course. But we don't know that. We only see that when we fall down, it's painful. We only experience the fall, yeah. <laughs> yes, we only experience the fall. And, um, <coughs> but we have the seeds within to create a new one. Mm -hmm. you know? So that's, uh, in this falling down, we have to remember that. That we are part of the tree. But the tree, what is the purpose of the tree? The tree has a purpose. The tree has the purpose of becoming more trees and more trees and more trees and to feed itself with light and to be grounded on earth. There is no tree saying, I will save the world. Yeah. There is no tree saying, I'll I will the be the universe. Oxygen. I will be the most oxygen producing <coughs> yeah. tree in the yes. world. No, yeah. no. Uh, uh, the tree is looking for transcendence through light. Mm. And, um, <coughs> and we are the same, but our transcendence of light is to to do something that that can help others you know like like trees gives oxygen we help others mm. it's the same thing we have cultures trees doesn't have cultures but they have communication we also have communication mm. um so there are different ways in which we are doing our purposes but we are the product the final product of our planification and I guess that why we are here on Earth, well, we all decided to to say what happened if we put all the things in one place. I guess that's the only reason. Mm. And then you have thousands and millions of purposes together, creating humanity, creating this planet, <coughs> and um, and even if I know that the main origin doesn't have a real purpose and that we don't have to accomplish missions I do this anyway I, I, I can say well if the universe doesn't have a purpose, a purpose why should I do this because I am part of the universe and I decided to create a purpose for the universe mm. and the purpose for the universe is to fix these distortions that we have created when we got lost mm. so this is not for me my goal is not to help people to get into the fifth dimension. I know there is a lot of people saying we have to go to the fifth dimension. No, I don't care. <laughs> I don't really care about that. My purpose is for people to understand that there are many dimensions and the, all of them live in us. And it doesn't matter if you're in the third one, in the fifth one, in the fourth one, in the sixth one, but you have to recognize that there are many and that if you get lost in one of them, you have partners to help you in others. Okay. You know? And what we are doing with all this is just to balance that so we can be multidimensional beings, not to go to the fifth dimension. And yeah, um, I, that goes again to what we were saying before, like people just want to go. People just want to yes. go somewhere else. No? Like they want <laughs> well, people are tired of being here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course, this is a heavy planet. Um, mm. But it's a heavy planet if you are heavy. Mm. If you are light, 
it's it's not heavy. It's fun. Um, you have tools to to experience that lightness and the fun. Uh, well, each one has its own, of course. For some, it's music. For mm -hmm. some, it's art. For some, it's meditation. Um, of course, for each one, is is different. Mm -hmm. But I like to I like to enjoy the the creation. Uh, I like to to see the things. Uh, you know, like like we we were talking about this, like traveling and watching the world and and seeing the different things and trying to learn something new from 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 someone or something or um, for me the idea of being happy in this world is to always see the world like a kid mm. not like a wise person that knows everything that's boring when you live the world like a kid like I know things but there's so many things to get to know you know uh, learning stuff or discovering things from the <coughs> things that you you thought you knew you know like when you discover something new from the same things that you know uh, those things when you get surprised by doing something different and something um, something different from your normal life you get something this energy of discovering something new and I guess that for me is is not to even if I planify everything that I am doing I'm always open to what is going to happen mm. you know like like um, my goal is not enlightenment uh, I'm not looking for enlightenment I'm looking for having fun in the creation mm. so I do my job which is teaching and on and looking for the balance of the things but um, the thing that keeps me going on that balance is discovering new things that I don't expect mm -hmm. uh, <coughs> so having fun you will know each one knows what is mm -hmm. having fun but usually is to to do something different from what you normally do yeah. and yeah I, I guess that's the main clue. It, it's not to stay with the dogma. dogma. Mm -hmm. um, when you look enlightenment through Buddhism, for example, Buddhism is looking for enlightenment, and and they will reach it, of course. But then what? <laughs> <laughs> then what? Yes. Then what? That's it. And then the lighter one says, "Let's create something new." <laughs> <laughs> so. So, um, <coughs> so I guess that there are many ways mm -hmm. to reach, but uh, to live like a kid, learning new things is the most important. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter the rest; mm -hmm. it's all details. Yeah. I guess uh, another question that's just coming through is: um, there's lots of people resonating with different archetypes, different beings. We're in Egypt right now, so let's say different gods and goddesses who are familiar to this land mm -hmm. and so is that how would you explain <coughs> that is that people just tapping into a collective history or different dimensions or for example Borrowing Isis the book. and Osiris <laughs> the book. like is that us all going into yes. the Akash and getting those books and receiving information perhaps it was beyond our consciousness 
presently or how would you explain that because there are some ter- yeah some yeah. specific archetypes that are coming through strong for yes people you yeah. know yeah. right now hmm. yes because well Egypt was the mother civilization of our time mm-hmm. um, Atlantis was the mother civilization for Egypt is there a time because I know that there's traditional archaeologists will say certain time what's from your understanding yeah when was this timeline, timeline? Yeah. well Egyptian Egyptian traditions and culture started 4,000 years BC mm-hmm. approximately and then um, the Atlantis civilization was around 12 to 13,000 years ago so um, that would be 10, 10 to 11,000 mm-hmm. BC. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the origin of, of Atlantis and, and, and then they ended around the Cancer era, Leo era, the end of Leo era, so 7,000, 6,000 BC, mm-hmm. kind of. So there, there was like 2,000 years of chaos. Mm-hmm. <coughs> The Gemini era, Cancer and Gemini era, miscommunications and <laughs> conflict. She, she's Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, so all the tribes going around and, and you know, it was a mixing of everything. Um, so that was kind of the period. And what happened? Um, for the Atlantean culture, 12,000 years ago, there was no gods. We were the gods and goddesses. Because they understood that if the universe is only one thing, only one thing that was divided, split in many. Mm-hmm. And that's what we call the attributes of the divine. Mm-hmm. And the attributes were also fractalized in different other attributes. Yes. So it kept going and kept going like this all the time. So we are the last fractals of the divine. So what they said is, we are a fractalization of the main divine beings that are the attributes of God in the positive and the negative feminine and masculine aspects so the priests and priestesses from from Atlantis they were in charge of teaching one attribute like here comes this lady Atlantean lady saying I will manifest the energy of the rising sun which is the first light of the mother. So she would represent the rising sun, the first light in the horizon, Mm -hmm. the mother, related to the star of Sirius. Mm -hmm. (coughs) And we call that Isha or Inna, that Inna, Na in the skies. So the mother of the skies that later in Greek they translated as Isis. Okay, so this happened with many. So in the Egyptian tradition, they called the priests gods and goddesses mm. with the attributes of the divine. Mm. The Egyptians didn't believe in many gods. They believed that God was one divided in many gods which are the attributes, attributes. Mm. and the shape of the person is because they are people too 
So they, they represented that all of us can become them because they have a human body. In the latest traditions of the Egyptians, they believed in those gods. Like the separation started to happen, no? Like with, with exactly. church, that yeah, they would put God there, yes. and yes. us here. Okay, okay. Exactly. They believed in those gods. And, they, and then came Akhenaton and said, no, no, no. There's only one God, the sun. And the rest are the race of the sun. So he created a new religion. But then he died and his son, um, how was he called? Um, Tutankhaton mm -hmm. was turned into the back, uh, back into the old religion mm -hmm. as Tutankhamun, and everything started again. And then the Greek came, and they brought the idea of the of the gods and so on. So <clears throat> everything that happened started to separate the physical world from the from the heaven. Mm -hmm. And the main tradition was not to believe in different gods; was to awake the attributes of God on earth. Mm -hmm. So now all the people remembering of the gods of Egypt is not remembering these gods. They are remembering the attributes that resound within, mm -hmm. with information that those gods had. Mm -hmm. It's not the god, it's the attribute. Mm -hmm. um, but we are still ending the Pisces era, living in this dream. So that's why we still believe in gods. In gods, yeah. Uh, but they are not. <laughs> wow. Yeah, like you saying this, I get so excited because uh, we've been like in this crazy deep amnesia, you know, in some sort of way. We all know, but we, mm. we forgot, but it's still there, as you said at the beginning. And it's, <coughs> it's all this like crazy separation of like gods putting our power away, mm. but your work about Yo soy, the I am, it's really into really like allowing us mm. to remember that everything is within, right? And mm -hmm. that we are constantly creating. And instead of looking, oh, I have Isis, I'm going to pray for her. It's like, mm. no, like embody that attribute. But exactly. I think it comes with responsibility, right? It's like stop giving our power away and like really like standing on our ground and saying like, I have the attribute of the rising sun, mm. of the wisdom of thought or whatever, right? So. We, we never, we never, there, there was nobody in history that took our power away. Mm. No God, no religion, no culture, no um, imperialism. Nobody took our power away. We gave it away. We gave it away. Mm. It's very different. Mm -hmm. um, we gave it away because we had no idea how to handle our own power. Because we believe that power is to take control. And no, it's not that. So when someone comes and takes control, we think it's power. No, control is not power, it's control. Control, yeah. So, um, uh, so the gods never took our power away. They, they just said, you have to do this, and we did. So <coughs> they, they didn't took the power, we just relayed the power in them. Mm -hmm. um, so I, that's one of the other things that I usually like to explain, we don't have to blame anyone in history for what happened to us. Mm -hmm. We are responsible. That's again giving our power away, mm -hmm. you know, like blaming the victim exactly. mentality. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. You become like a victim. Oh, poor me. No, not poor you. Be responsible and mm -hmm. create another history. Mm -hmm. Blaming the past won't fix the future. Mm -hmm. 
uh, I, I, I went to the Vatican once and we did this ceremony in St. Peter's Square trying to heal with love the Was history. that when the lightnings happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah that story. So uh, we did that and, and a lot of people was like, why are you bringing this to the Vatican? Why are you doing this? Or I gave a gift for the Pope uh, to make uh, like this energy transform. Mm -hmm. and, um, and a lot of people were like, why is this guy with the Vatican? You know, like, is he working with them? And I would say, I don't know, as you want, you know, um, I'm not working with them, but they are humans. Mm -hmm. And uh, we cannot build this magical Pisces idea of the new world with love if we hate someone. Mm -hmm. So how can you build a new humanity if you hate part of the humanity? So <coughs> they are a very important network of the humanity that they connect the whole humans. From the Vatican so I went to the source to say we are ready to change are you do we want to come with us do we want to change too um, there's something new coming and and it would be nice for everyone because faith is not gonna end mm -hmm. but waste will transform waste will transform so people can be can have faith in Christ in 2000 years more but the church won't exist mm. so do you want to transform the church and to make the faith on Christ in a different way mm. you know it's it's not about going against someone it's about looking for new ways mm. and um, and yes you, you won't accomplish anything new by hating the other thing yeah. because it's not responsible we're doing the same thing exactly yeah just surrounded by crystals. Just yeah, surrounded by crystals, yeah. yeah. So, I think it's coming to me now. Um, what you said is very relevant about like not hating and not being selective. Like, oh, we are sending or we're all going to the 5D, but you're not coming. Yeah. You know, you're not, <laughs> yes. you have to wait for the next train, right? Yes, it happens yes. a lot in the spiritual world. You know, we're like enlightened, but not you, you know? Yeah. And the I am, as you said, it's not I am, it's deeper. It's the I am, like really the, as a collective one. Yeah. Is, uh, the world... It seems like it's a little bit in chaos, or it's like more than chaos, growing pains. Mm -hmm. Things are happening. Um, what have you been feeling? What have you been receiving? Spending every day in the in the chamber, almost every day, working in sacred grounds. What has been your understanding of what we're going through this 2020? Like, I couldn't expect this happening 2020, but yeah. like it's been a it's been a wild year, and I don't think 2021 is gonna be much less. Yes. <laughs> well, I. I, I, I would I would say this the only difference in the whole history and 2020 is that we have social media mm. Mm. there's no worse things happening this year mm -hmm. we just have Instagram we are aware we are <laughs> we are aware of what's happening yeah eight thousand million how, how many people I don't know how do you say it in English eight, Ocho mil billones? Ocho, uh, eight, eight billion people eight thousand Eight. How do you say that? The yeah. population of the world. You're with two years. There's so. about eight billion. Eight billion. Eight billion. Eight billion. Okay. Yes. <laughs> because the Spanish is different. So um, eight billion people in the world, and uh, and maybe most of the half, we have social media. Yeah. We have 
this Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and so on. So we can all share data, we can all receive data from everything that is happening around the world. So anything wrong that happens, we will see it immediately. In seconds, yeah. yeah. In seconds, yeah. yeah. Live streaming. So um, that's the only difference. World War II, World War, the first World War. Um, the, I don't know, what happened in Russia during the, the Tsars, yeah. uh, what happened, I don't know, the communism revolution, the, uh, the colonialism, that was worst. Mm -hmm. And there was, in, in South America and Central America, the 80% the of the, I guess, the 80% of the population died because of the flu. Mm -hmm. All of them. That's why it was so easy to come queer. It was not because of war, it's because some Spanish guy did, <coughs> did this and that's it. So this is nothing. COVID yeah. is nothing compared to the flu yeah. in, in the Americas 500 years ago. So we have social media. We have that's social the only that's difference. Only difference yeah. um, and we always think that we are the victims of the time. Mm -hmm. Humans think that, oh, this is the time. And never is the time because every, <laughs> it always happens something new. So um, what I guess that we have now is the opportunity to know everything that is happening before they didn't, mm. before they had no opportunity to say, hey, we can get together to stop this that is happening there. People from South America can, can stop something that is happening in the Middle East. People from China can see something that is happening in, in Europe. I don't know, in the old times they couldn't. So. I guess the, the most important thing today to talk about is that we are connected. Mm. It's not that we are worst, it's that we can see what was happening through thousands of years. That's the only difference. Mm. So now we can take responsibility because we can see it. Mm. Before it was like, oh yeah, there's a war there, oh okay. But now we can see what is happening, mm. we can take action in what is happening. Um, we can talk with the people in different countries mm. before it was impossible. Mm. Uh, and as you see, for me, the, what, what is happening is the best because um, <coughs> the reason why we see all the wrong things that are happening in the world is because we are connected. We're connected, yeah. And that was a goal. It's like there's, <laughs> there's like no excuse to not know. And exactly. to not feel and to be and to see each other as brothers <coughs> and sisters because we're all going through the same pains, the, the same raves, the same ceremony, the exactly. same laughter. Okay, that's yeah, so yeah. now is the moment when we cannot blame others. Mm. That now is the moment when we have responsibility mm. because I, I've seen the news yesterday what happened in Washington, these people taking the capital. Um, and a bunch of people was able to take the capital. Why billions of people cannot take over republics and change the system? Why do we keep voting when that system doesn't work? When it's just the feudalism of this century? Mm -hmm. um, so I guess this kind of things shows us that we are afraid of change, that 
we are afraid of losing what we have. And that's the only thing. That's the only wrong thing that is happening in the world right now. Not the wars, not the controls, not the thing, not the COVID. It's us being afraid. Holding on to the past. Yes, holding to, oh, before it was better. Mm. Or I want to save what I have now. Mm. Um, for me, that's the worst thing that is happening. Because, for example, I, I see all the spiritual people saying we want this world of peace and 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 so on but um, they blame the, co the governments for what is happening and so on and it's not it's not like that um, this is the moment when we have the opportunity to take action and to do things um, not to stay comfortable in our own places and 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 thinking that everything is going to come back to normal um, I guess that's the only difference that we have today. Mm. Not, not the, not the problems, not mm. the conflicts. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, thank you for sharing. Yeah, so it's a great possibility and opportunity. Yeah. If we can take capital in DC. We can take <laughs> the entire world. So let's let's get together. Let's do it <laughs> in a very nice and peaceful way. Exactly. Um, I think it'll be interesting. You, at the beginning, Bianca asked you about uh, what are you doing in Giza, but I would like to share with people that this is a project that I am, where you're going to go through 92 nodes, is that correct? How many nodes? I was supposed to, Yeah. but uh, the situation of the world made me change. Um, well, the plan was to be here for a whole year, Yeah. yeah. Um, but I thought the plan was to travel around the 32 nodes, the 32. main nodes of the yeah. planet. That was the main goal, but because of the COVID, um, all the countries locked, so mm. I couldn't travel. So um, what I am doing right now is, is doing this um, whole year of alignments and explanations about the concept of the I am, uh, daily live streaming through Facebook, no, through um, YouTube, sorry. Um, and. Um, and then I will travel through the Kundalini of the world from North Pole to South Pole, going all around the world to seed this information that we have been working here. Because the pyramid here is like an antenna for the whole network. Mm -hmm. So I'm working with the whole network from here and then spread it in the Kundalini from Turkey to Patagonia, uh, through all the mountains. And uh, when, but to do this, we will connect the whole network and I, I had some friends that will go to these nodes around the planet and I will go to the North Pole and they will be located in, in different spots in the same day so we can do a, a world alignment uh, in the grid of the planet. Wow. That would be in August, 8th of August this year. This year, okay. Yes, and then the last alignment of everything will be in 2022, February 22nd. Yes. So that that day will we will make a gathering here in in Egypt. Um, uh, three days gathering uh, to close the whole project mm. of the I am. Mm. Beautiful. That would be. <laughs> cool. That sounds good. I think what I'm um, just um, before we wrap up, I think what you're doing 
of living your life in adventure, being guided by your imagination, by your teachings. It's a, it's a really, f uh, how do they say in English, um, uh, a breath of fresh air ah. to all of us, you know, because it's like, I think we've been taking life too seriously because we chose to do so. We cannot blame anybody. But I think seeing your journey and now you're going to go do more activations, you stay here in Giza, I think it's something that we could all incorporate more into our lives, like really living as a hero. The, the, the adventure, the adventure, yeah. right? adventure, the yeah. adventure, creating our own purpose that is fun and adventurous for ourselves. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Of course. And uh, I was supposed to live this great adventure around the world and going to these spots, but I, I guess that this was perfect for me to stay in only one place, because traveling through the world for me would be that adventure, like living this thing of the of the Greek idea of the hero you know like these kind of things but in this way I'm reaching much more people um, every day uh, because otherwise I wouldn't have the connection to do that every day uh, and I am being able to do something I guess much more important which is to help many people to align every day and and to be balanced for the trip for the journey, the journey. that we have to do um, so now it has much more meaning uh, because it won't be myself traveling, it would be thousands of people mm. knowing why. Knowing why. Yes. Wow. So. Um, yeah, well, I mean, do you have any, uh, one last question be to us? I think, I mean, that was really wonderful. Thank you so much. I think the, the last kind of thing that's coming up is it'd be interesting as you do this work for alignment. And we're always trying to find that place of alignment within ourselves. If there's a tool, like a breath, or something you do for yourself, that's a very tangible thing to come into alignment in any moment. I always, I always say that there are three things. Okay. Basic three things in order to you to get started um, to align, and there are three simple things. One for the body, one for the soul, and one for the mind, for the spirit. The first one for the body would be to pay attention to what you eat. Mm -hmm. That's the most difficult and um, <coughs> even w when you travel a lot, that's very difficult. <laughs> um, to pay attention to what you eat because you become what you eat. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you eat death, your body becomes death too. Uh, low vibration. Mm -hmm. If you become, if you eat life, like vegetables and so on, you are uh, much more light because vegetables are light, mm -hmm. uh, eating light. So um, when you change the way you eat, your body starts to adapt to what you eat. And um, this doesn't mean that you have to be vegetarian or vegan or whatever. Uh, this means that you have to pay attention to what your body is needing. Maybe your body needs meat and you're a vegetarian and you're not taking care of your body because the body wants meat. So pay attention to what your body is needing uh, uh, and change the way you eat according to what makes you feel fine. Um, that's the first one. The second one would be breathing. Breathing the mouth was not made to breathe. 
was made to eat, the nose was made to breathe. <laughs> so breathe in by the nose, breathe out by the nose. And that makes you take the amount of time necessary for your body to process the information of the air, the oxygen. Because if you, you're just wasting a lot of energy. But when you take it from the, same, from the nose, you give the correct time to make the whole process. And that breathing is what makes your emotions stay more calm. Mm. Because it's related with your lungs and your heart chakra. So it balances this circulatory system. Mm -hmm. So all the blood running through your body is sending an, an idea to every gland, to every muscle, that we are taking it slow. Mm -hmm. And that's really important, just breathing. It's, mm -hmm. it's uh, just breathing, being aware of your breathing helps you to balance all the information of your soul, all the, all the emotions. So it's just practicing that. Then if you do it in Kundalini, in yoga, in meditation, it doesn't matter. It's different ways. Mm -hmm. You can do it walking on the, on the streets, whatever, but just pay attention to your breathing. And the third one for the spirit is to laugh more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because when you laugh, the energy starts to rise up, so you reach the divine. Mm -hmm. uh, <coughs> so sometimes it's hard, but um, you can tell your body to do that by forcing a smile. Mm. Because when you force your smile, your muscles are telling to the nervous system, to the hypothalamus in the brain, and then to the hypothesis, hey, something is happening, he's smiling. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and so it sends the, the idea to the glands to start to create the hormones, mm -hmm. endorphins and so on, because you are smiling. So you are forcing your body to feel happy mm -hmm. somehow. <laughs> so basically all emotions are hormones. Mm -hmm. So if you handle the way in which hormones work in your body, you will rise up your mm. vibration. Yes. Um, so laugh more That's and awesome. you will be more connected. Then you can choose whatever you want. But those three things are the main thing to all the rest, I guess. Amazing. So watch, watch what you eat. Yeah. Be Pay attention to your breath. Present with your breath and laugh, laugh more. Laugh you know, my, my grandma wakes up every morning and she says, ha, 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 every morning. Oh, yes? Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's good, yeah. <laughs> You know, grandmas always know. They say, grandmas always know. Follow your grandma. Yes. Um, um, I was just thinking, is it, oh, would you be able to do like a few minute, like uh, guided, uh, like activation for people listening this will you feel comfortable sharing with us a small, a small alignment yeah a small yeah, sure. alignment yeah yeah okay you can do it <laughs> okay so sit comfortable as you prefer uh, sometimes it's um, um, you have to pay attention to um, first that if you lay down, if you want to lay down, is good also, but you will connect with information of the earth and not with your higher self. So if you sit with your head up, you will be connected with the polarity and the axis of the world and not the energies moving around the world. 
Okay, so when you want to connect your, with yourself, it's better to be seated. So you sit, and first, what you do is to start touching with your hands, with your fingers, your legs, making a tiny massage, soft pressing, letting the body know that you take care of it, that when you go to the mind, it's just to make it feel comfortable. So you press your hands, your arms. It's like living, giving some love to the body so it knows that we are taking care of it. And very softly, we caress the face. Tapping a little bit with the tip of your fingers all around the face and the nose, the lips, the ears and the head. And as you do it, you start to focus in your breathing always through the nose as you just caress the body with the tip of your fingers softly just concentrate in the way you breathe and try to be aware that you have to breathe in to hold the air and to breathe out the same amount of seconds. If you can only two seconds, it's only that. If you can more, even 10, 12 seconds, breathing in 12 seconds, holding 12 seconds and breathing out 12 seconds would be the best. but just pay attention to your body. If you can only two seconds, it's okay. Pay attention to the air within your lungs, running through the blood, through the heart, Recognize how the air you breathe is running through each muscle that you are caressing with the tip of your fingers. As your brain relaxes, by doing this very soft. And whenever you feel comfortable, you just relax your hands and stay calm, just breathing.
in softly you design a smile in your face smiling as you breathe being aware that your spirit is within your body that your soul lives through your body that your body is the expression of your soul and your spirit the three of them are not separate are one is only one being expressed in three different aspects and as you caress your body as you become aware of your breathing as you smile you put the three aspects of yourself together as one again and then you recognize I am I am I am Take a deep breath, hold, and leave it all away, just shaking a little bit your body, stretching, and yawning, as you can mark here, here and now. Um, yeah, well, there's not much to say after that. <laughs> I'm just going to soak in that beautiful vibration. Um, we'll share your um, links for people to find you. Uh, the Yo Soy uh, Matias Di Stefano channel on YouTube. No, it's, uh, uh, it's the. Yes, it is, but I am doing all this in the RCM Foundation YouTube uh, channel. Okay. Yes. okay, we'll put all the I links in you. the bio. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Um, yeah, I just want to say thank you on behalf of, of obviously myself, many friends that follow you, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to to keep following your adventures and and to get your activations online. And um, thank you, yeah, thank you for the work you do and for making us remember that living a life of of a hero, playing like a child, dancing more and laughing more, it's it's probably one of the best ways to navigate this uh, 3D yes. reality. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. It was Thank so you. lovely to listen to you speak. So many things moving within me just from, from being here and in your presence. So thank you so much. And I'm excited for uh, August 8th next year. <laughs> Maybe we are one of the nodes. Who knows that just came, which yeah. could be very exciting. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> um, so thank you um, and all the best. I hope this is one of many. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yalla. <laughs>